Hey guys, yeah, welcome to your Grand Rugby League podcast in Rugby League World. Um, others that are part of Australian Rugby League and just sharing um, your yeah, great positive. Dominic Morton on. Uh, so Dom has been in connection for a number of years. He's a former Queensland Cup strength and conditioner. Um, he's been a part of Philippines Rugby League, like, as stated, for a number of years. Also um, kicking off um, at, with his event with the Asian Footy Fest um, and helping grow rugby league um, with Asian rugby league development. So how are you today, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks for having me. Um, thanks for the introduction. really appreciate it. It's good. Um, this great concept, your podcast and everything you do, and it's a really good thing. Uh, great way to you know, sort of promote and expand rugby league at levels that people probably don't really know exist, which is... Um, which we'll probably talk about a little bit later on. So thanks for having me, mate. No, happy days. And I appreciate it. Like, um, like I was telling you, when the idea come up, like, you know, we've caught up for that many different, um, yeah. you know, coffees and, and meetings and with others. And obviously it's tough with everyone's availability, um, mine and others. So at least this way we can, you know, kill two birds with one stone, uh, catch up um, and then also document it because, you know, look, when we've had our coffees and that, we've been, you know, talking for, you know, three hours and we can go for yeah. forever. So, um, <laughs> yeah, help. It gets like that. You know, pr promote um, others' stories. Yeah, yeah so, it gets um, like that. You know, I've, I've, look, as stated, I've, I've, known, I've known you for a couple of years, um, obviously through, you know, Philippines <laughs> Rugby League. Um, but, um, yeah, just want to hear your, your story, you know, where you're – you know, where you were born, you know, how'd you, you know, pretty much full circle. Yeah, cheers, no problems at all, up mate. Up to yeah. this point, so. Um. Yeah, no dramas, mate. I'm happy to um, share a little bit of information anyway that I can try and pass on to people, mate. Yeah, look, um, we grew up in a place called Arachula, which is halfway between sort of Brizzy and, and Warwick on the Cunningham Highway, country town. Probably about four or five hundred people. Not a real big place. Um, yeah, good place to grow up and um, bring up a family, which we did. Um, mate, yeah, had a lot to do with Fastburn Rugby League Club as a junior. Played there, and then went on to play senior footy there. Uh, had some roles within the club itself. As far as I was a club president for like three years of the senior club, coach and director for the junior and development program sort of stuff out there under Steve Parcell. Um, yeah, went on coach there as well. Um, only coached reserve grade in the IRL. And we were lucky enough uh, to win a premiership in the second year that we were there. So I was pretty impressed about it. I was pretty stoked about that. Um, yeah, I decided from then I'd sort of move on. to. I enjoyed the coaching that much. And uh, I, I tried to oh, I sort of combine the two uh, passions that I've got in life of 
There's uh, three sports like powerlifting and strength training and rugby league. So, yeah, I was lucky enough to get asked by uh, Mick Armstrong in about 2012 uh, yep. or 13, maybe 12, I think it was. They um, asked me if I was interested in coming to join South Logan, uh, the Magpies. And I thought, oh, shit, never really done you know, any major sort of clubs before. I said, oh, yeah, right, I'll give it a go. Went down there and I worked in conjunction with him under Mark Beaumont first year. It was great. They were great, uh, great bunch of guys and um, to this day have sort of maintained pretty healthy friendships with all of those people. Um, did two years there as uh, the we just, I just did the strength coaching uh, side of things. That was primarily what I was there to do. Uh, I ran the gym and implemented all the programs for all the cup, then the Fogs in the 20s at the time. Um, I did two years with Mark Beaumont and then Josh came down, Josh Hannay came down from up at Moorumbah and kicked off his uh, coaching career there and um, did another two years yeah. with him. He was good to work with um, and sort of, yeah, my business, well, I was self-employed, lived at Aratula. So I had a tree lopping business and I would run down to Brisbane three nights a week and then game days. It just got too much after four and a half years of wearing out motor vehicles and running up kilometres. Um, mm. Yeah, big days, but I enjoyed every minute of it there. I had to step away. Um, but in the meantime, uh, Resi Phillips, actually, uh, one of the Queensland Cup sort of legends around that south area and, and even through the, the Queensland Cup, yeah, he... Um, he was involved, obviously, he's got Filipino heritage, he's Philo, and he hit me up one day at training one night and he said, oh, you should come along and uh, get involved with the Philippines. And he said, you love it? And I said, oh, yeah, what are I going to do? He said, same thing you do here. I said, oh, right. So I went to training and I think Clayton was a coach at the time and that's when I first met you in about yep. 2013. I think it was the first time I sort of did a coaching session. Yep. Uh, we did it in Brizzy, uh, met some good guys there, met Sheeds the first time there and... Like, you know, instantly just made friends and have still got them now. Must say it was a, a real welcoming family environment and uh, it's one I'll sort of never sort of forget or go away from, I don't I don't reckon. Um, yeah, lately uh, I sort of I competed powerlifting again um, after a bit of a layoff and I've just started working. I oversee the strength and conditioning program for the RISE development thing in uh, Ipswich. They do a RISE program through the QRL. So the QRL, uh, I work yep. for them. And now I just oversee all the QRL, I oversee all the uh, implementing of uh, their programs that they come up with. I've got to deliver them and sort of, I, I have coach coaches, so to speak now. So, and, uh, and teach the kids how to do technical stuff and just all body weight stuff. But it's it's pretty good. Yeah, I enjoy it. Um, that's currently what I'm doing at the moment. Um, but, yeah, when I've got nothing else to do, I decide to get heavily involved in something else, which is a passion of mine. And you and I spoke heavily about it over oh, years, in the last few months more so. Uh, it's just trying to develop more opportunities for rugby league players with Asian heritage um, like throughout mm. Queensland and even Australia. Um, more so here in Queensland because it's our own backyard, it's just easier to work in. Um, yeah, so as you know, we sort of kicked off a – it's a promotional type thing where we, we promote opportunities and pathways for the, for the countries and, and for people like yourself um, to mentor 
players and become involved with them and show them that there's a, an opportunity if you're of Asian heritage, whether it, you don't have to be Philo, you can be you know, Chinese, Japanese, Laos, Cambodia, India, uh, Thailand, uh, those countries, just working in with those countries and trying to uh, identify more players throughout Community Rugby League in Queensland. So the QRL have been really helpful. Darren Shute, he's head of inclusions, and um, he helped us sort of sort of set up this opportunity to go ahead. So, yeah, um, came off the back of doing the footy fest last year, which we uh, was a, a bit of a brainchild we thought up in Sydney one day and then <laughs> just said, yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it, and then all of a sudden we're doing it. So, it's, yeah, it's been great. It went off. It was a great success. Um I think you were a part of that last year as a you coach. Did you coach captain that side, the Asian side that played? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I played and coached. Um, you know, last, yeah, last minute coach, but yeah, now yeah, um, playing and coaching. So, oh, great choice. And I mean, obviously, you know, it's uh, like you've represented the Philippines like in a number of test matches as captain, one of the inaugural captain of what the first match I think you guys had was just before I started, really, and. Uh, you know, for what you've done for Asian Rugby League, it's just fitting that you can go now and, and and sort of lead these other young men into sort of a pathway program and, and the way, you know, you know, you take over as a coaching role now and it's uh, it fits perfectly. It's a great, I think it's a great um, sort of, has great potential, eh? like very good potential. So. Yeah, 100%. There's the passion of people. Um, out there in rugby league world that you know, people don't know behind the scenes and, you know, you're, you're one of them out there. And um, especially of late, the last couple of years, you're really starting to kick goals you know, off the field with events-wise and, and development. So it's great to share your story and what you're doing and um, just onwards and upwards, you know, from here. Yeah, cheers, mate. It's, uh, I will say it's been... Uh... It's really good to have a, a group of people around myself and mm. personally who offer so much support and uh, encouragement in, you know, like leading the way and just trying to sort of open opportunities up because, I mean, I'm probably a bit more different than most I'm a little bit more outgoing. I tend to, you know, if, <laughs> I tend to, if someone says you can't do it, well, I believe you can, so I just decide to persevere and sort of annoy people sometimes until they just get sick of me and let me do it. So, But uh, it's, you know, people that have come along like yourself who are on board, been here for years, I think now is a perfect opportunity to really pay back to people like yourself uh, you know, the original guys that were around starting up the Asian Rugby League, like uh, you got the guys like Jeff Bommel. Um, yeah, he, he sort of, oh, I think he was one of the, the early ones in the early days to yeah. to really, you know, capture the whole of Asian Rugby League together in that ASEAN sort of team that he sort of set up and, and got going that you're now sort of going to coach and take over and lead forward for, for the future, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, there's a lot of uh, potential there within, you know, Asia Rugby League and, yeah, like I said, with the development so, so, uh, stuff was, you know, just identifying, you know, players. I remember our first ever Philippines Nines team and literally a bunch of riffraffs, but you wouldn't have a clue <laughs> who was Asian or not because some players look nah. Aboriginal, Indigenous, yeah. some players look Islander, some players, yeah, you just, you just never know who's out there. So um, there's a lot and of potential. 
And that's the big thing, I think. You know, I, I like people say to me they, when they say, "Oh, I say, I oh, you know, originally I was with the Philippines as an SNC and a head trainer uh, back in, in 2013 or whatever." And I tell people, and they'd say, "Oh, like, you know, Asians like they wouldn't be very big people, would they?" And I say, "Well, hey, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, Sammy Bernstrom, six foot three, 110 yeah. kilos. Yeah. He's fit, fittest back edge rower that I've seen run around. Like, played New South Wales Cup at a." You know, did a lot of time at the Roosters development and everything. And he's Asian. He's Filipino. Um, yeah, and you yeah. get the likes of, like, Payne Haas with a high profile, obviously. Cleese, um, mm. like, um, yeah, there's a number of guys run through. Like, you know, we've had oh, great, great leaders for to pave the way, even, even like, on the grassroots stuff and the sort of level. But then, like, you, you know, you've got your brother, Matt, um, Kevy Gordon and Dennis and those guys, um, Sheeds, oh, Andrew Everingham, Craig Wing, all those guys are all Asian Philo heritage and represented um, the Philippines at some point throughout those years passed on, you know. So, yeah, it is, it, it's exciting to try and uncover the new people, the new talent that are out there. Um, yeah. We're actually in... With this Asian Rugby League development, we're sort of in the midst at the moment of uh, we're just uh, finalising our website and everything so that it's all up and running correctly. But um, off the back of that, the QRL's offered us an opportunity to do uh, a regular mail-out through community rugby league clubs uh, and on all their socials um, to identify all Asian Rugby League players that will... Uh, once they get it, they can click on our web, go to our website, click on the links that are provided... Um, which will have each country's detail and registration details. And then hopefully we can increase the numbers of each country, you know, in the next 12 months with the help of the QRL. I mean, they've got 57,000 followers on social media. Surely we can get a couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll, so, we'll go, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go back to, um, yeah, regarding Asia. Um, your rugby league and what we're doing yourself doing at the moment um, with you know your, your passion you know you're stating regarding SNC um, b- before you got into with South Logan were you had any experience before or before then or was it just powerlifting um, oh no not really I'd sort of I've got to be. I've got to say, powerlifting. Everyone says is you know just a sport that sort of you lift heavy weights. Or there's it's like any sport that to to structure your training, you know, competitions and and everything successfully. You need to have a good plan in in place. Um, and those basic things at, at training that I'd done for years and years prior to that. Uh, other things that I'd sort of taken in and found that they worked extremely well. Nothing was too much different, um, you know, yeah. as far as even the conditioning side of things, like, you know, we work at different percentages throughout different periods. Um, you have obviously your pre-season where you work at different volumes and loads. Um, you know, the amount of running you do in one session as, you know, even to what you yeah. would lift in a gym in that, so, so I had the same sort of experience. I passed. I, I sort of took that with me and, and sort of tried to put two and two together. And yeah, you know, I, I thought I did fairly well at it. <laughs> so um, primarily, it was just powerlifting base and playing rugby league myself. Um, I found the best football that mm. I ever played was when I was probably you know the strongest 
that I'd ever been. You know what I mean? I, I um, it, strength training can teach you a hell of a lot more than just putting on weight. Like it can teach you so many different mm. things, like you know, speed, acceleration, bracing, core strength, obviously through the bracing. Um, you know, structuring, stability, uh, everything. You know what I mean. So, uh, it, conditioning's no different. It's just done on a on a bigger scale on a paddock. You know what I mean. Yep. Sorry. Yep. You're right. No, no. I was just going to say. So, yeah, that was basically my background leading into sort of South Slogan. But it was funny because uh, I'll tell you a quick story, and it's. Uh, it is quite it's quite funny because there was Ricky Dodd. I was working. I worked at Ipswich Grammar School for yep. about four or five years, and I'd um, I worked with the athletic program a bit. Di Shepherd, and like, I would take him in, and we would just do like you know light body weight exercises, but teach him to work on strengthening, you know, isolating body parts, stability, you know, all, all the things you need to do to transfer onto a under a running field or a throwing. Uh, arena or anything like that, so it was pretty good. And Ricky Dodd was there at the at the, uh, at the grammar yep. school, and he hit me up. and he, he was at the Jets at that time, and he asked me. He said, "Oh, would would you be interested in coming to the Jets?" And I said, "Oh, yeah, wouldn't mind." That was when Ben and Shane took over, and I said, "Oh, yep. yeah, yeah." Yep. I said, "I'm going to go to Melbourne, and I'm going to go for a, I'm doing a powerlifting comp in Melbourne." Anyway, I went to Melbourne and took Mick Armstrong. And uh, the place where we did the, the competition was it's called Elite Sporting Performance uh, at Docklands and where all the rehab players go for the Melbourne Storm, uh, Collingwood at the time, and a few of the Demons guys used to go there. And anyway, when I took Mick down there, he was at South. And as soon as we come back, he hit me up and he said, oh, would you be interested in coming to South and like showing him some of that stuff? I said, oh, yeah. I said, I'm waiting on Ricky to get back to me. He said, oh, no, Bowie wants to see you. So I went down and seen Bowie, and he straight away said, oh, here we go. Come and do this. I said, yeah, right. So I did. I said, yes. And then about three days later, Ricky rings in. He said, oh, Ben and Shane want to see you too. And I went, oh, too late. And they went on to win the national premiership that year. <laughs> so I kicked myself a little bit, but, well, if I'd have been there, they might not have won. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it, all, it, it all happened in that, that period really quick, so... And oh, look, South's have been fantastic. I can't speak highly enough of the people at South. Yeah. Um, the people that I work with as coaches, then with them as coaches, have gone on to now, you know, be the CEO uh, with Bretho, um, folks like Jimmy McClellan, who just, you know, been fantastic. So, I think I've lost you there, mate. I'm not sure what happened there. We've lost Luke. Yeah, yeah, we just cut out. He's back. You, you, you're back. That's, that story wasn't really what you wanted. I bored you. Yeah, don't know what happened there, but um, yeah. No, nah, all good, mate. All good. Technical hiccups. Yeah. They happen to me yeah. every, all the time. Yeah. But so yeah, mate. Yeah, it's about where I'm sort of. Am. Yeah, with your time with the SNC, um, just a little bit more with that. Any players yeah. or athletes over the years that, that that really stood out for you? You know, you've you've coached a lot of um, your top yeah. teams out there. 
I was lucky enough, obviously, oh, well, they were all pretty good athletes, but I was lucky enough to spend in 2014 a week at the Rabbitohs when uh, Michael Maguire was the coach down there. Yep. And um, that was, to me, that was uh, that was unreal. Like, Sean Edwards is the head S&C there. Great, good, good guy, just a really down-to-earth, old-school bloke that, you know, just it's all about effort. Um, and, and they ended up, they went on that year and won the premiership. I was, uh, I was very blessed to go there. Yes. Um, Marshall Chalk was actually took me down there. I know he played for the Raiders for a bit, so he knew yeah. Michael Maguire like, quite well. Yeah, really well. And uh, I was very blessed that, you know, he, he asked me if I wanted to go down and they said, yeah. So I went down for a week and spent time there. That was great. Um, on the um, couple of, we've done, I've been to Canberra a couple of times in the pre-seasons when we were with the Raiders uh, at South, which was good. Um, so uh, there's a lot of great athletes we've had. I've had a chance to be blessed to, to look at and see in action and, and meet and talk to uh, on the level of like Queensland Cup and, and looking at South in particular because that was probably five or six years that I was there with them. Um, oh, look. One guy that really stand out to my in the gym particularly was a guy uh, Reese Jacks who's still playing. He's captain Jackson. of the Jets Queensland Cup now. Jacksy, great bloke, great. Um, n- never, oh, haven't really met a bloke who's so you know attuned to looking after himself and like just mm. being the utmost professional person he can be and just a generally great bloke. Um, Sammy Bernstrom uh, was another guy. We went on tour over to Vanuatu, which you remember that was a great tour, probably the best thing I've ever done in my life, that one. Um, he he struck me as – even both the boys, they were just like so like want to do the, everything they can off the field to be the best they can on the field. Um, but, mate, in general, I've been lucky. I've been blessed that I've had a lot to do with some really good people, I reckon. I've, I've, uh, Call it luck or whether I put myself in that position to be around good people. It just helps you, I think, generally. And, um, you know, we had some great players come through. We used to get a lot of the Raiders that come back up there and, yeah, there was heaps, heaps of them. I mean, we uh, Andrew Edwards, he was a very unassuming front rower for the, for the Magpies, uh, played a number of cup games there. You know, to look at him, you wouldn't think much, but I tell you what, the bloke had some great footwork. Um, uh, great ball skills, and he he didn't probably have the same acceleration acceleration or the power uh, and the impact that like a bloke like Rez Phillips did. But um, yeah, he was he was a handful for opposition teams. A great bloke, but Rez Phillips is probably he's. I, I will give Rezzy a rap. He's a great bloke, great mate of ours, and. Mate, he's he's a very talented football player with a lot of mm. a lot of ability. He's got good technical skills in the gym. He works hard on the out of the training paddock. He his knowledge of the game is unreal. Um, his ability to play it uh, at most levels is is unreal. Like I've watched him in test matches, and he's been probably and you will probably agree one of he's not the or one of the best front rowers every game. I mean. Yeah, oh, you know, um, what else have we got? There was uh, moved on lately. I've been assistant coach to the women's national side with the Sampa Gitas. Um, Tammy Fletcher's our coach. Um, and we got some good young girls in that side, eh, that have got some real ability. We just got one young girl, 
Takia Buchanan. She's just signed up with uh, one of the Titans clubs down the coast on a little development deal. And the next, the other yeah. girl we're having sort of chats with at the moment is Nat Webb. She's a fantastic athlete, a great football player. Like she's a, yeah, just champion people. Um, but in powerlifting, as far as it's a bit away from rugby league, I was very blessed to get taught by a couple of blokes in the old days that were just absolute pioneers of strength training. Um, there's a guy named Dan Baker who, and I'm sure he will not mind me using his, uh, giving him a rap or name dropping him here, but he's the head of the Australian Strength and Conditioning Association. Great fella. Um, yep. Very knowledgeable. Was at the Broncos for like 20 years in their pro- when they were really, you know, they were a really powerful club for through that year, those years. He um, he speaks highly of these two blokes, and when, and I never realised until he started speaking highly of them just how lucky I was. A guy by the name of Mason Jardine and Dino Toshi, who were powerlifting legends in this country, taught me the basic strength. Um, Everything about you know training, you know cycling, mm-hmm. preparation, and everything. And I, I've honestly built a lot of things in my life around those things that they taught me. You know, um, so I, yep. I must say I must thank them a hell of a lot. You know. Yep. But, yep. Uh, Have ath- you got any athletes? Ad- 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 yeah, you're right. Yeah, have you got any advice? Um, you know, while we're on, you know, S and C, you know, it is part of you know rugby league. But um, have you got any yeah. advice or um, you know for others out there regarding it? Uh, be consistent. Um, train hard. Listen to the people who've sort of been a, been fairly successful in their fields. Um, because most of the times they were, you know, successful for reasons. Um, but basically, mate, it's strength's a funny thing. Like um, strength isn't just about lifting weights; it's about the ability to, you know, utilize your body correctly in one time. So they talk about core strength, but to me, it's like uh, the ability to activate every muscle in your body to create the most amount of tension at every any one time that you need to, like on contact, acceleration. Um, and those type of things. So, you know, if you can get around a good S&C coach that bases his principles on on, on those few fundamentals, I think you'll go a long way because the game is based on speed and acceleration nowadays. Um, so, yeah, but most importantly is a lot of guys, a lot of people when they start training, or athletes, men and women, regardless of whether what it is, they sort of, they'll, they'll do it for a few weeks and then they sort of won't sort of see that it's, they don't think it's working, so then they'll either change things or they'll go somewhere else or, yeah. or they'll stop doing it. Honestly, that's the period where you turn. It, it takes you four to five weeks. You know, Then all of a sudden the sixth week you turn, the seventh week you capitalise, the eighth week you build on it, and the tenth, you know, ninth and tenth week you really capitalise on those the, the early bits of work that you did. That's why pre-seasons are so important. If you work on an eight-week period, you know, you basically it's a teaching period, and introduction period, stabilisation, conditioning, and then from there on you, you move into capitalising, revisiting, and then focusing on, you know, um, sort of, yeah, becoming better in those last eight weeks of everything that you've just learned. So it's a slow process and it takes a while to do, but they just stick in there and work hard, eh? That's about all I can say with it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll get um, stuck into you know, regarding, you know, Philippines rugby league now. But with, um, so if anyone needs any advice um, regarding SNC, you've got your um, SNC page um, if you want to give that a plug. Yeah, you can just even, Jay, I'll jump on just on my Facebook page, actually, if you'd like, Don Morton, uh, Dominic Morton, and there's a lot of stuff on there that you can, we can, you know, refer you to the, the relative sites from there, you know, and information from there. Happy to take uh, messages from anyone and uh, help out where I can. Um, I normally, I don't sort of do a lot of online stuff because I like to do a lot of my coaching one-on-one to see people because yeah. you can, you know what I mean? Like I do do, I've got a couple of guys, I've got yeah. uh, one young fella at the moment that's doing it online and uh, two girls overseas that we do a bit with, but most of it I try and do in-house or, um, you know, so we can really show and see where things need to be improved there and then, you know what I mean? So... But, yeah, happy to take any questions at any time. So if anyone wants to sort of hit me up on Facebook or whatever, I'm, I'm more than happy to have a chat to anyone. Yeah, legend. Um, yeah, so it's a huge part of, you know, rugby league and in all sports. So um, if anyone needs any advice, yeah, don't hesitate to, to, to touch base with Tom. Um, yeah, with, like I was saying, you know, I first met you with the Philipp- Philippines Rugby League um, and it's just progressed and progressed, um, you know, ever, ever since. Um, you've got any so your first tour was the Vanavado one, was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I think it was. I've done about oh, I think it was that up the other day. I think about 10 test matches as a as a trainer, SC for you guys or yeah. for the fellows, and uh, I've done about two or three as a coach for the women's now. Um, my first one was 2000, yeah, it would have been 2014. We went to Wentworthville, remember. Oh, yeah, we stayed but, uh, a week. Yeah, Newey. Newey. Yeah. And that, to me, I thought I'd yep. died and gone to heaven. I was a professional rugby league athlete or, or coach or staff <laughs> member because we just, all we did was we had a week of training for rugby league. We played the best, you know, a top game at a high level. We had yeah. two days off and then we got on a plane and flew to Vanuatu for 10 days. I thought, this is it. I've made it. I'm big. This is big time. <laughs> it was unreal. It was sort of the best tour I've, I've experienced. It, it was, yeah. Sort of haven't had one just like that since with COVID and a number of other sort of factors that mm. sort of put you know things against us. But yeah, that was very good, um, and I learnt a lot about people, uh, culture, and about how sport is played in other countries and the adversities that poor people have when it comes to just playing mm. a game that we take for granted here. You know what I mean? It, mm. uh, I put. I remember we, we were off that plane and we went out and we got on that bus. You remember that? And we went up through yeah, the hills vaguely, and we vaguely. come, we, and we yeah. come out on the other side. And I remember coming down and all you could see was ocean and little villages everywhere. And the bus, as we drove down, they come running out of these houses and they lined the streets. And I felt like we were on the state of origin bus at Caxton Street. It was unreal. Mm. It was amazing. It was like, oh, geez, they welcomed us. It was a fantastic week over there. They put us up. They looked after us. Couldn't have asked for anything better. It was probably the end result was probably one of the best games of rugby league that I have seen in the conditions we played was unreal, if you can remember them. <laughs> you got yeah, a couple of head yeah, knocks my, in that game. Yeah, no, my, my memory is um, yeah, woeful. But, yeah, I do remember it was, um, yeah, well, if, you, if, you, if you've seen it, it Pictures, um, yeah, torrential rain and 
Um, yeah, we had white jerseys to start oh. off with before the warm up, oh. and then that ended. But yeah, it was yeah, yeah, it was amazing, amazing. I think it was four inches of water in the dressing room before we went on, but it was probably the one of the best games I've seen. For the there wasn't a drop ball from either team in the first half. I know that was one of the highlights. We got away to a twenty nil score line, and. Jeez. They they came back and I think we ended up beating them twenty six eighteen in the end. I'm pretty sure it was uh, and yeah. the crowd was unreal. Like in that rain, they mm. were lined, you know, five and six deep the whole way around the field, and it was only like a couple of meters from the sideline to the to the the, the crowd. And the atmosphere was amazing in that that little stadium they had there. It was amazing. Bamboo goalposts. Remember that. That was yeah, just yeah, yeah. unbelievable. That was that was yeah, yeah. that was good, memorable. It was a great game of footy. Eh? Had some good yeah, players. They had some good about, players in know, their side. Yep. Yeah, Woodsy and um, yeah, a lot of yeah, cup experience. Hundred percent. Yeah, it was a tough game. Very tough game. It's the first uh, Asian side to beat a Pacific Island team in rugby league, I believe. It still hasn't been no no one else has been able to do it. Yeah, I, th- I think it was the first time an Asian team had yeah, beaten a Pacific Gold in, in, in any sport, in any team sport. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, there you go. It's a feather in, in our caps. Yeah, so yeah, so that's all, you know, a great story there. And that's all about, um, you know, growing rugby league. You know, hopefully Vanuatu can start, you know, playing you know, some more games out there, helping, you know, promote. Uh, and Vanuatu players here in Australia because, you know, the more games international teams play, it, it definitely helps with the development um, globally. 100%, 100%. Uh, and it's great to experience it as a as a touring team too, to go over and see that type of thing. Like just what they have to go through to just like even put a game on or find a field. And I remember I went back on holidays about five years later and I ended up, they had a um, – Santo Boers had a game against Port Villa and um, oh, yep. they asked me to referee it while I was there. Well, I tell you what, <laughs> they played on – it wasn't the same field. They played on uh, the police or the army barracks field yep. and it was just like heaps of little bits of coral everywhere. Man, it was the hardest thing I've ever seen people do. Like they didn't worry him one bit. They ran flat out. They got tackled hard. They had – like bark off from everywhere. There's blood everywhere. The the corals cut. They just kept going. They did not care. <laughs> it was amazing. So to experience that and get an opportunity to go and do it for me, rugby league has been so good to to myself and to my family. It's allowed us to go on in holidays like that or go back and experience it as a group. So rugby league to me is a fantastic game. I'll do anything for it. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. Um, with Philippines Rugby League, is there many uh, test matches coming up for the, the men's and women's? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, obviously on the July 22, um, which Asian will be playing South Africa A-side at Chugan Rugby League Club. Um, the Philippines Tamaraws will play South Africa in an internationally sanctioned test match directly after it, a 3 o'clock kickoff down there. Um, so that's pretty good. That's pretty exciting. Um, I know a lot of camp details have been sorted out. I'm in the midst of pro- I'm helping sort of promote it and coordinate the event. So 
Um, it's exciting, you know, we've got a few, got a lot of people that are interested in it down there. The council's sort of interested, they're helping us promote it a little bit as well. Um, then towards the end of the year, we've got um, the Asian footy, footy fest in Brisbane up here, Logan, um, Logan Metro Fields and QRL Fields at Browns Plains. Um, was at Davies Park last year, but we're moving it out there. Um, not many games getting played at Davies Park anymore. So we've moved out there with South Logan, who have partnered up with us. In that game, we'll have India who will be playing um, Thailand, the main game. But the really good thing about that day is we're going to have uh, our Philippine Sambagitas are going to get an opportunity to play against an all-Asian women's international side, which uh, is currently getting put together at the moment. So be a lot of ladies that play rugby league currently in uh, all areas of Australia with Asian heritage that will come together and and play against the Philippine Sambagitas. So that'll be an honour for all of them, to, for them to represent their heritage, uh, even though some of them, there will be some Filipino girls in there that are coming back from injury or uh, new to our, our squad mm-hmm. that they'll play in that other side against the Sambagitas. Um, so that's pretty exciting. The Admirals, which is a reserve grade sort of side, sort of to the Philippines Tamaroos, they're going to they get a game against the Mekong Dragons um, just prior to that. So that's sort of, uh, that'll be all on the same day. So that's there. Um, then later on in the year, we're just actually speaking to the Fiji and women's rugby league team. Uh, we looks like we're going to try and play them at St Mary's um, in October, no, uh, late October, early November. Um, and with all the World Cup sort of, oh, I haven't really been following how it's been going, but a lot of things have moved around and changed. So they're looking for some games uh, down in Sydney. So yeah, we're going to put a hand up. We're in negotiations with them at the moment currently. So that's pretty good. But as far as the men's goes, we might try. I think there was talk about Italy, but nothing's sort of been put in place because of that World Cup thing. Yet they haven't really decided whether they're going to be available to Italy to to play. So. But, yeah, that's sort of yeah. where we're at over the next six to 12 months at the moment. So yeah, it's sort exciting. Of, you it's know, good. Very, you're being very pro- proactive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think. And the good thing is if we are proactive and we plan ahead, then all our players who are semi-professional, or, you know, play, or who, who sort of need the time all through their work, gives them an opportunity to book holidays and, you know, save up what they need to. We'll, we... So the Philippines try they help out a little bit with uh, payment for accommodation and stuff like that. Um, so that's good, but it gives them a chance to prepare themselves, the players, to prepare themselves better. If we got a bit more time up our sleeve, and we, obviously, you know, we got a calendar worked out. So, but it's hard. Like um, a lot of teams, you know, don't know what they're doing because of that World Cup, the way they've reshuffled it or they've changed it or they're unsure of it. Yeah. So, but yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense stuff. Yeah, um, with the Asian Footy Fest, how had had that come up? Um, you know, with your you know you're doing events and stuff and that as well. You've helped um, you know, get the the game on, in Chugan um, in July as well. But yeah, how how did you get started with the event events side of things? Um, I'd sort of done a fair bit of event event management and organising before. I'd run a couple of rodeos and like for you know fairly reasonable size rodeos and they were made mainly fundraising events that we did back for their football club out at Fassifern. But when I say you know events, they were eight nine thousand people to them. Like they were big events, so 
Mm. We were in Sydney mm. playing Chile uh, last year, I think it was, and someone said to mm. me, about, I think it might have been Jeff Bommel. Bomber said, oh, wouldn't it be good if we could put together an all-Asian sort of you know, couple of games up there on one day in Brisbane? And I said, oh, first of all, I laughed at him. I thought he was, I thought he was joking, but he was serious. And uh, I said, I reckon we can do that. And uh, so, yeah, I just went to come back home and spoke to uh, Jimmy McClellan at South and I said, you reckon we can use your field? He said, yeah, no worries, you can have it. Um, so I thought, well, well, she's on here. So we started organising and before we knew it, we had that much interest in teams that wanted to be involved in it. It was, yeah, I, it happened that quick. I just thought, well, I'll put my hand up now. I can't back out and say no. So from there, it's gone on to be something that now had an annual event and, uh, like I said, the QRL, of mm. they've jumped onto as soon as they saw the first one they just said well you know this has great potential like this is a space that sort of is untapped so you know to promote the asian sort of heritage aspect and, and actually give them a couple of events a year where they could go and play on a public scale and be noticed and be seen was unreal like it was just yeah it made me very happy to see it come off i was extremely excited and very pleased at the end of the day very tired but very pleased so and it worked out, it was, was good too, because like I will say, one thing I'll say is uh, Cleese, Haas and Payne um, have been absolutely fantastic in helping promote it in the, every way they can. Cleese has been fantastic. I must say he's unreal. Um, he, he played in that Philippine side, as you know, and um, just having him around, everybody I think really raised their standard of uh, belief that, you know, having him there and uh, he was just one of the guys and, you know, he's gone on to, you know, be a permanent fixture in the NRL side for the Titans. Um, yeah, that, I believe, two weeks later really helped that squad believe in themselves to go on and beat number 10 in the world, which was Malta in Sydney, which was probably, to this point, was probably the biggest achievement, oh, apart from, you know, the Vanuatu game where they were the first team to, to beat a Pacific Island team. That's probably a, that's a big... A big uh, scalpel, eh? number ten in the world, Malta were. Yeah, no, that, that was huge. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it was uh, it was a great game of footy. They very, very good game of footy. They very.